Welcome to Leadership Legacy Radio, where, where you inspire you to live your dreams, and encourage you to take massive action, and be your authentic and genuine self. We, we focus on three pillars. That's empowering youth, equipping leaders, and enriching marriages so that you can go out and dominate your space. If you're ready to dominate, you're listening to the right show. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio. All right, how are we doing today? Good afternoon, morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Christian Martinez, as you guys all know, and I have with me Nicole Dickman. She is a CEO, entrepreneur of Envoy Management Services, and she's here to talk about how to lead through struggle, how great leaders do it, and how you can take some of the advice that she has to take yourself from where you are and go to the next level. So Nicole, without any further ado, um, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. And uh, the floor is yours. Tell me a little bit about you. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to speak with you. Uh, so my name is Nicole and I had an interesting adventure into leadership and figuring out how to kind of make the best of that and move forward has been my story for the last six years. So for a long time, I was doing finance in the corporate world, and it was fun and interesting, and we did lots of projects that used IT, and we worked very closely together. And through a series of events, uh, ended up forming a company, hiring the technology team I worked with, and providing our services back to our former employer in an outsourced model. And it's been an adventure ever since, trying to overcome obstacles and figuring out how to make what used to be an internal team now a client service organization and really grow it into something fabulous and keep the team together. So that's a little bit about the overview of what I've been doing the last few years. Awesome. Awesome. So you said for six, so for six years, so you were, you're doing finance and you were doing it and then, so, so what triggered what happened? You, you mentioned kind of like having to go back and work for the employer. So, so what actually happened for you to kind of start that journey and, and basically become an entrepreneur? So the first little event was in early 2014, and they did a very large acquisition and at the same time uh, had a relocation initiative that they were going through. So that meant working really, really hard and also moving my family to another state. And so with the beginning, it sort of seems like this was traumatic, right? I was going to lose my job. It was going to be very, very hard. It was, I was used to corporate finance, which is very easy to predict and it's very solid and steady. And here I was kind of thrust into an unknown after having gotten very comfortable and had a lot of really interesting, great mentors around me. And they're like, you know what? You don't have to just either relocate or find another job. Why don't you start thinking creatively about what you're going to do? And so I launched a consulting company to basically help them, my former employer, through their acquisition and all the work that needed to be done. So I left one day as an employee, and the next day I walked in as a consultant. And that was sort of my very first dip into the entrepreneurship pool. And it got me ready for the really big ride that was going to happen later in 2014. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I've seen that, you know, people tend to not do is bet on themselves. And it sounds to me like you just you just said, you know what, I, I got to do this because I need to shift, which is one of the biggest things that we have a trouble with is, you know, going from being the employee to coming back and 
working as a consultant. That That's pretty powerful. You're just kind of saying, yep, I did this now. Was it because you had a great relationship with them? What do you think was the, the biggest kind of like leverage that you had to be able to make that shift? So having been highly involved in when and all the work that went into an acquisition and bringing those people and those assets into the organization, I kind of had kind of the subject matter expert role in that area. Okay. So I had a lot of information in my head that wasn't just something they could easily replicate. And I'm going to say I didn't really see this as the path by myself. I needed the people around me to help me through. And I think that's, by the way, the power of you sharing these kinds of conversations because it takes others around you sometimes to help you see what you can do versus sort of the normal path. So I just wanted to say that, but, um, no, that's powerful. I think, I think oftentimes, you know, my mentor, John Maxwell talks about it, um, all the time. He talks about the law of the lid. You know, we, we can only go as far as our leadership level. Right. But he also talks about, we can only go as far as our team. And oftentimes I think we want to do it alone or we want to do it by ourselves. Or sometimes you're not, you're not aware of how great your team is because maybe, maybe of your maturity level, but it's, it's evident that you are, you know, very focused on team. So you didn't want to move everyone. You decided to stop what you were doing, become a consultant for the company, and then at the same time, bring in the team with you. And so you were so focused on them that I think that's why, to me, this story is so powerful. Like you, you were more focused on the team than you were about yourself. So tell me a little bit about, you know, so you go from 2014, you have to make the shift, you have to do this, and then you work with the company. And then how, how did that work? Because I know from uh, the conversation that we had before, you had a little bit of a shift again later on. So you were working with the company in 2014 and then there's another shift that happened. Right. At the end of 2014, my friends in technology all had the same relocation initiative hit them. And that's when I was grateful. I had a little bit of experience in entrepreneurship before because we decided to start Envoy Managed Services, hire the whole team and negotiate to sell our services back to our old employer in an outsourced model. So early 2014, just me and finance. End of 2014, everyone. And yeah. that, that was sort of, um, that's what thrust us into really trying to figure things out and grow from an internal organization all the way to having a customer-oriented focus. And that's when my adventure in leadership really began. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you feel taking a team now? So you, you did it by yourself. You were starting to do it on your own. And then you bring the team on board. How did, what did that feel like? terrifying because I was a fish out of water. Yes. So finance is my background. And now all of a sudden we're going to start an IT company. And basically the people around me were smarter than I was. They knew more about what we were doing than I did. And I was no longer a subject matter expert. I found myself feeling like, how am I little old, you know, Nicole going to figure out how to make this organization successful. And number one, inspire people to take a chance and join us when it's definitely a startup, right? So it's, it's a big change for somebody going from corporate to a startup. And how do we even grow past what we're doing now and move into something different? So it's, um, that was the definite shift, um, trying to figure out how to lead a team. And we had many, many more crisis or adventures that have happened since then that we've made it through together. 
but the team is the focus. The keeping them together was the reason I was okay trying to start a company that was way outside my comfort zone. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned a little bit about having additional crisis. So can you walk me through as, as a leader, one of the things that I always think about is how, how can this benefit my team? How can this help the team? And it seems like that's been your focus is like, I want to keep the team together. I want to do this. Uh, do you believe in, in your mind that that's one of the reasons that you've been successful because your focus hasn't been on you and more on the team? It's the probably the only reason I've been successful. <laughs> you know, technology is sort of a commodity. Lots of people do it very well. Yes. What makes us special is the history and the teamwork and the having each other's backs. And when we started Envoy, we had really open conversations about the pros and cons of becoming a startup and the risks associated with it. And that open line of communications was always very important so that when we did hit struggles that happened in you know, 2018 and 2019, we were able to be transparent and continue to know that, yes, this is going to be hard, but we made it through worse things before. And together, if we throw all our ideas together, we'll be able to figure out a way out of this one, too. So the team is absolutely the only reason that we are a successful organization. They are the ones that do all the hard work. It really is all about them. And, you know, thank you for sharing that, because I think for me, um, so, so by the way, after we finish this live, I'm going to just put in my job application so that I can come work for your team, because it just sounds amazing. I mean, I absolutely love one of the things that I, so I, uh, during the day, I am um, active duty Air Force, so I work for the military, and I, I have, over the last couple of years, developed some really strong teams, but it's so rewarding to see a team start, you know, stop competing and start thriving. And it sounds like that's what your team is doing. Despite what's been going on around you, the team has always been focused on, you know, the communication. And that is really critical for success. I think oftentimes, you know, when things go wrong, the first thing we tend to do is look to somebody else and go, you're to blame. And, and it sounds like that's not happening. So tell me a little bit about 2018. So there was another shift that your team had to make. You guys were, were doing well. But then there was a roadblock. Yes. Our very large client, our former employer, um, sort of shifted gears. And they had some changes to the budget that they were doing. And they wanted to insource some of the roles that were um, currently being serviced by our team. And so the easy thing is there's these people who no longer have a full-time job at Client X, right? Mm -hmm. So the easy thing is to just let them go. And that was clearly not the right answer. So it was um, a lot of middle of the night. I have a 2.56 a.m. witching hour. So it's waking up and looking at the clock. Yep, it's about time for my brain to start going and try to think of what is the way that we can move forward? How can we build some runway? We've been trying to grow our business and we've had some successes, but we can't just drop multiple positions all of a sudden and be able to absorb it. So what in the world can we do to get everyone through this hump and try to really make a go at it? And so obviously being a finance background, put pen to paper and worked numbers and had a magic spreadsheet, you know, the bigger spreadsheet, the better. So <laughs> I had a financial plan, but what ended up happening is a, a really raw and open conversation with the people who are getting impacted by this and saying, we started as a team. We want Envoy to remain a team. So we took um, some profits from that year and we set it aside to pay for the overhead of the people who otherwise wouldn't have a job. 
And we said, if you'll take a chance on Envoy, you know, we're going to take and, and invest in you as well. Mm. And we're going to put you outside of your comfort zone too. And we're going to call it the growth task force. And it started as a joke, but it really kind of is for me, lovingly called the growth task force. Yeah. And the job was everyone figure out how to spend their time growing Envoy and finding new clients so that we can make, you know, a long-term covering of everyone's overhead and keep the team together. And so that launched in January of 2019, and those team members are still with us today. That is awesome. So, so you not only were able to go through another you know, crisis, but you were able to keep the team together. You were able to inspire them to, to want to grow and, and, and invest in the company because you decided that we're not going to lose anybody. Right. We started this as a team. We're going to continue as a team. And if you bet on me, not only am I going to invest on you, but we're going to continue to grow as a team. And that, that's powerful because I think oftentimes you're right. The first thing that we do is let go. We're like, oh, we got to cut positions. And I've never been a fan of that. I've never been a fan of like turning my back on anybody. Not, not when we started this journey together. So um, how many bullet points do you have on the resumes? Because I need to make sure my resume matches. <laughs> the new, like, I'm serious. Like, I'm, I'm falling in love with the company because I, I love when, when the focus is on team. I love when, when it's about us, not me. And that is powerful because not very many companies do that. So let me ask you this. You know, you've, you've been through a lot of uh, struggles. Is there any big opportunities on the horizons for um, Envoy? Yes. So um, Envoy has diversified a lot. We do all kinds of things that people wouldn't traditionally think an IT company would do. And it's for a couple of reasons. So we had the growth task force. So basically you're saying to a, a person with technical expertise, we're going to need to put you in part business development, part marketing, part strategy, part this, part that. And we're going to go out and find work that you find rewarding too. So some of the areas that we've branched out into have been because one of those members of the growth task force had a skill set in a particular area. And we wanted to go find work to, to basically support the use of their skill set. So it's a win-win if we can make it happen. So we've gotten really involved in some large projects here in the Texas area, so putting in technology for some really large buildings, warehouses, skyscrapers, and it's been really fun. In each of those, it's almost more fun because we want it together. And it's been a long struggle. Filling the funnel and going out and trying to describe why your organization is special yes. is hard. It is so hard. I just thought people would say, oh, they're great. We're going to do business with them. Voila, it's done. And apparently everyone says they're special, so special is normal. So how do you go out and actually communicate? It's so frustrating. But we have um, all worked really hard together. And you have to think, that's people that are normally doing technology, helping us figure out all kinds of ways to actually move into the marketplace. So we do have a lot of interesting things going on. Even through the pandemic, it's been an adventure. Awesome. So let me ask you this. I, I love talking about leadership. I love talking about, you know, personal growth development. You're talking about growing your team. You know, what have you done over the last, you know, let's say year and a half to invest in yourself and in your team? Oh, um, 
Oh, that's a really good question. So uh, we we do the normal things on the team side, and we do certifications, and we have lots of discussions. Um, in terms of investing in myself, I think I've been a little bit um, – I haven't really done a good enough job. And I think that's important for people out there that are under stress. So – you can be authentic and you can be vulnerable with your team and you can tell them the challenges and figure out how to move forward and continue to try to keep everybody pepped up. But at some point you've got to take a minute and also fill your own bucket up yes. and figure out how to make yourself feel good. So I've tried a little bit more of that lately to try to make sure I'm balanced and I have the energy to go the long haul. Um, so that's a really good question. It kind of hits straight to the heart. Because a lot of times when you're in a leadership position, I think people are afraid to admit they don't know all the answers or they, you know, are running out of energy or they just need to take a moment to themselves. And it's okay to regroup and make sure that you're okay so you can continue to push forward with everyone around you. So that, yeah, that, woof, like arrow to the heart with that one. <laughs> so, so do you mind sharing, have you done something recently as you've kind of like had that revelation? Have you done something recently to kind of invest in yourself? Ooh, so we're going to get real honest here. Um, I think it's very easy to do things like, um, for me, it was over-exercising or it was eating bad foods or it was, you know, maybe having you know too much wine on too many days. Mm -hmm. And so I did something a little drastic and decided to do a water fast for okay. 12 days. I have an injury. Um, so trying to take out all the coping mechanisms and all the things that I sort of used as a crutch to try to get really clear mentally and also give my body a chance to heal. That's sort of the latest thing that I've done. And I've done water fast before, but it is a bit bold. And it was really for the mental clarity and for my body to heal so that I can continue to have a healthier lifestyle and take care of myself because I got a big, you know, I got a great team and we've got to go big or go home. So we're, <laughs> I need all the energy possible for that. So it's a bit bold. Um, but it's what I did lately. No, that's good. I, I, I like that. You know, me and my wife, one of the things that we talk about is um, a lot of people fast for diets. And I think for us, it's more important because it gives us, like you said, the, the mental clarity, the, the, the understanding. We want to make sure that every month we take a little bit of time to just get really clear as to our marriage, our marriage goals, our, you know, parenting goals, our business goals. What are we doing to, you know, intentionally kind of like, you know, invest in ourselves? And, and it may seem small, but like that water fast is really, it's really, it's really good because it, it gives you so much clarity and it opens up your mind to like just these different things. And I think oftentimes we undermine the little things that we can do. But that's a really powerful thing, you know, that you can do. Um, so tell me a little bit about the team. What have you done for the team this um, over the last couple of months or year? So I think everyone's had a challenge the last couple of months, right? Communication and connection is difficult. We're used to working remote, but trying to keep people engaged, even though we're a technology company, has been a challenge. And, you know, I started to do some team meetings, Zoom calls, and I know I could see the virtual eye rolls, but it's sort of like connecting and making sure everyone can get together and talk about what's going on, even for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. No one's going to leave a meeting like that feeling less connected than they came into it. And I know there's an overuse of collaboration tools right now, but right now our number one most important thing is to keep people connected. That's the first. The second is that um, our group wanted to give back during a time of the pandemic. 
and um, trying to make sure they had full-time roles and that there was work to keep them busy when they were working. We decided to offer free services for small to medium businesses. And so together as a team, we launched a little initiative we call Teletech mm-hmm. and letting the team figure out how to help those around us when we were in a position to give that advice kind of keeps the inspiration going. And that was, we did that for May and June and we've continued it into July. And at this point it's, again, it's free for uh, people that have IT questions that are trying to navigate this time to be able to access our team and our knowledge. So I would say the things that we're doing, survival is a not a great word, but to get through all of this, really is focused on communication, which is overused, but also a little bit of benevolence because when you know you're helping somebody else, it makes you feel better about the job you're doing every day. And that came from the team. So that's been a couple of the recent things we've worked through. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love the the, the dialogue and the communication that you have with your team. Now, we've, we've talked about this a little bit. And before we came live, we talked about this as well. So um, you're married. How long have you been married? Is he was 17 years? <laughs> 17. Awesome. It'll be 17 this, 17 this month. Well, right, it's usually awesome. the other way around. <laughs> Y'all don't tell him. <laughs> so we're, we're in, in about the same boat. So me and my wife will be married actually uh, 17 years in August. So um, pretty close. And um, let me ask you this. As an entrepreneur, one of, the, one of the things that I enjoy asking other entrepreneurs is the relationship questions, right? So... <laughs> she says no it's so, great I love so it. when it comes to um the challenges as an entrepreneur and a spouse um has it been easy you know kind of navigating and what do you do to um kind of make sure that you're constantly you know having that connection that you need to you know not only build your business but build your relationship So I'm going to say, first of all, I have an extraordinarily supportive and patient husband, and we are definitely yin and yang. I'm a little bit all over the place and all these big ideas and energy, and he is very calm, very steady, and has a very logical approach. And I used to kind of maybe think that that was weakness back in the day. And what I've learned over this entrepreneurship journey is that it's actually a strength. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of like the tether and I'm the balloon. I can only go so far around, but he kind of keeps (laughs) me grounded. And so in terms of connection, um, there was a period of time when we were starting the business and family seems to just fall off the radar. Mm -hmm. And it's another one of those mistakes that I've learned and tried to evolve from, from the last six years. But now we're very purposeful about our time. So we take walks together, no phones. We discuss what's been going on. We make sure that a, a good portion of the conversation we're having is not focused about work. And that we're able to kind of connect because 17 years in, you're sort of in the, you're in the zone, right? You kind of go in day in, day out and you have to take it a step further and put effort into your family to make that work as well as your job does. And I'll be honest, it's exhausting. Sometimes when you get home, they say you sometimes treat your family the worst of the people you interact with during the day because you're empty. So putting that time on the calendar and actually budgeting for that time and allowing it to be our time is really important. And sometimes we walk in silence and sometimes I yap his ears off, but in the end we've been there together and we've spent that time together. And then we, yeah, that's for us the most important thing is no technology and just time together. That's awesome. 
And, you know, thank you for that, because I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about as well off here was, you know, uh, for me, you know, not only do I talk about leadership, but there's three things that we love to focus on. And that's, you know, leadership, that's marriage, and that's youth empowerment. So, so in those three different aspects, we're always talking about different things. And I think we have to be, like you said, intentional about that quality time with your spouse. I know for me, that was a struggle. Like, I, I felt like I'm going to give a thousand percent at work. And then when I came home, I felt like, everybody understood. Well, no, <laughs> you know, it's not like, it's not understood. I have to give equally, if not more at home, because these are the people that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, not the people that I work with. And so um, I appreciate you just, you know, being vulnerable and sharing that, you know, because oftentimes I think we do that and entrepreneurship isn't e easy. Marriage is, I like to say marriage isn't work because if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life but marriage it takes work to get there it takes work to get to a place where you love what you're doing where you're constantly excited about doing it because initially you have to do some work to get it there that is so true and the fact that you support the discussion about marriage and relationships in this world is so important. And I think it's overlooked. You put all this energy into your baby, right? The thing you're trying to grow or launch. And it's easy to get worn out and not give the people that really count the attention and the time they need. So um, it's super important that people hear that side and they keep their foundation at home really strong. It took me many years to realize again that his sort of, he's so solid and he's always there for me and to learn to really appreciate that and see the strength in that. And so for me, it's been an evolution, not only in business, but for sure at home too. And just like I recognize all the amazing things our team members have to offer at Envoy, really learning to truly appreciate everything he's always brought to the table and supported me through everything and just being super, super thankful and grateful that he does that. Um, that has probably been one of the biggest personal wins over the last six years is just seeing him in that light and knowing that he, his strength has allowed me to go do crazy things and he's my home base. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, I, I love that because I think, you know, oftentimes you, you, you said it best, you know, we, we build this baby, we do these things. And if we're not careful, when we get to the, the destination or where we we're trying to go, if we're not truly careful, we can lose the people closest to us because we've, you know, stiff-armed them. You know, we put them to the side because of what we've been trying to grow. Um, so, so I appreciate you sharing that. Now, as you continue to um, do things and your team continues to inspire and you guys are, you know, providing free services right now, you guys are, you know, in a, in a growth mindset, um, are you guys at all thinking about expanding outside of Texas or have you already done so? Okay, so at our at our peak when we had the former that some team members in the past, we were all the way from Texas up to North Carolina. So we still have resources geographically dispersed. Okay, um, that used to that fit the footprint of our old employer, right? So we okay. were in different places, and so we are open to any move or putting a resource in a place if our client base supports that. So we're open to that. We currently have employees in five states. And so we'll carefully and strategically consider when we bring another state. It depends on the, the service on the ground and what the needs are there. Totally open to it. Okay. You know, people say you want you have a one-year, five-year, 10-year goal. We do, 
but we're also very open to whatever it is that's thrown at us. So that makes it exciting. Perfect. And so initially we talked a little bit about having, you know, the, the financial background, which kind of helped in, in the, which actually helped, not kind of, which helped when you had to make one of your biggest pivots. You talked about the IT background and how you've blended the two. So with those two major components, is there a, a plus or a minus to, to, to having those two, or is there like a benefit to having those two? What, what, what we talked about it earlier and I'm kind of trying to get to like, what makes Envoy special? So, oh, okay. other than the team, the team yes. makes it special. The team makes it special. <laughs> really. And I mean that truly, and we're, yes. we're redoing um, sort of our story and our about us page to try to really focus on the team and why mm -hmm. I think, we are special and we can do things really, really well for people. So the finance and the IT is pros and cons. I think sometimes it's hard to describe what we do because when you start to get too wide in what you're offering, it can get overwhelming and confusing. But the benefit is, I believe it takes us back to our core where we all started and worked together for a decade. Mm -hmm. uh, I would analyze systems and processes and financial reporting and help figure out what executive management needed to see to make business decisions and then reverse engineer and fix the system to give everyone what they wanted. And those ideas were implemented by our IT team. So we are brought into clients where it's very difficult to figure out, you know, finance is doing this, but the system does this and the IT consultants say this. We can get everyone together and really drive the project forward and own it from start to finish and deliver it seamlessly. So from that perspective, for certain kinds of clients, it's a total win. Okay, awesome. So, um, man, I, I already got some ideas going. Okay, cool, excellent. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, I've, I've really been enjoying this. I don't know if I have any other questions. So you had you, you talked about um, Teletech, which is a free service that you guys provide. Yes. And then you guys um, are, you know, you have a combination, you kind of like reverse engineer, you tell people, you help them find out where the, the finances are, could be improved. And then you have an IT team that comes in and transforms that and implements it to help the company move forward. Now, do you mind sharing, you know, um, your biggest struggle as a leader in this journey over the last six years? In totality, I think the overarching theme has been probably feeling insecure about what I was doing. Okay. From the beginning, not being a subject matter expert and having to figure out how to lead a team, then how do you really develop a managed services IT organization? How do you make it bigger? I'm kind of an introvert. So how do you go out and talk and do business development and meet people and share your story and come on podcasts like this and not be nauseous? So um, just trying to get out of my head and reminding myself every day that I'm here for a reason and I, there's a team depending on this being a success, but really kind of getting over my own self-worth issues and getting past them. That has probably been the biggest personal struggle I've had for the last six years. Okay. Awesome. Now, so to, to kind of follow that, what are you doing to overcome that? Well, I'm doing it, right? So I can get in my head and talk a good game, but then I have to go and act it out. So having the guts to push outside my comfort zone, especially when I ask the team to do the same thing mm -hmm. and be out in the world talking about, now it's harder because obviously most of it's virtual, but 
I just have to act it almost the fake it till you make it get out there, interact with people, share your story, share the passion for the team. The right people that want to do business with us are going to be out there and they're going to connect with us and we're going to have a rapport and it's just going to make good sense to do business together. So literally acting and trying to form new habits that are positive to replace the old sort of cycle of things that you do and say to yourself, it's really just been through action. This, this being here today talking to you is testament to going way outside my comfort zone and just doing something that I normally would never have done before. But if it spreads the word and people learn about our company or it helps somebody out there that's in a moment, then let's go. Let's do it. I absolutely love that. You know, we we were talking a little bit about um, off air before we came on and uh, talking about just, you know, not never knowing who's listening and you just, just having that conversation and I also said something earlier, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. So, so Nicole, who is your best friend? <laughs> so before we talked earlier, I would have said my husband is my best friend. And so I'm learning, though, that maybe that isn't the right answer, and I have some soul searching to do. <laughs> but I would, I would um, if you had not told, if we not told, earlier my answer would be it is my husband yeah. and, and that's a that's a, actually a solid answer I think our spouse the person that's closest to us is oftentimes our best friend and and, and you know what we're alluding to um, for for those of you listening is that we have to be our own best friend because we can help so many people but oftentimes if our self-image isn't right if our self-worth isn't right if our self-honesty isn't right we don't show up in our very best version of ourselves and so um, I love your transparency. I love the, the growth that you have had over the last six years. Just listening and watching the journey from afar and then connecting. I was like, I got to connect with her. She's a leader. She's, she's leading through struggles. She's just doing it all. And she's so focused on helping the team get to where they need to go as a collective group. And it's not about me. It's about we. So I don't want to end this, but I want to value your time. How can people get connected with you um, you know, if, if they so choose to. Yes. So we have um, a little phone number that you can text my name, which is N-I-K-O-L-E to the phone number, which is 817-458-0202. And you will get a little flyer that has information on how to connect with me, information and links to the companies, as well as a few tips and tricks that we've learned over the years about teamwork and really connecting with the people around you just for little bullet point takeaways to maybe read over when you're having a rough day and you want to turn it around with something positive. Awesome. Some inspiration, some uh, information about the company and a way to connect. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day, connecting with me. Uh, I know we're going to have an amazing time um, here in the near future uh, because we have so much in common. So um, as always, my name is Coach Chris. This has been Nicole and we truly want you to go out and dominate your space.
Thank you for listening to Leadership Legacy Radio with your host, Chris Martinez. We appreciate you tuning into our show today and checking out our podcast. Make sure you subscribe. To find more information out about us, check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook forward slash Leadership Legacy. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leadership Legacy. Also in the description of this podcast, we're putting a free gift for our listeners. You'll get our Never Give Up ebook. That's 70 tips to help you be persistent. Keep going. Never give up on your goals or on your dreams. Now remember, go out and dominate your space. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio.